We can practically count the number of cities in the Midwest on two hands, but are unsure when the rural towns start and stop. And with the tradition of slow-paced living, this region of the U.S. is often behind months, if not years, on trends. Whether it's the clothes we wear, the food we eat, the way we date, or how we spend our free time, we're here to dive into it all. Welcome to Hopefully, the podcast where three lifelong best friends sit down and catch up on each other's lives while also dishing on the latest trends in fashion, beauty, skincare, lifestyle, fitness, food, my favorite, travel, and more. We'll share our biggest dreams and darkest secrets, how we've overcome our fears and found confidence, our tips and tricks and trials and errors, and real life relatable stories. We want to help you feel confident in your own skin. To inspire you. We want you to lead a happier, healthier, easier, and more confident life. And hopefully, you do too. Get it? Straight to the point, a little sassy, but always real. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Welcome to Hopefully. Episode four. We're back. Can you even believe it? (laughs) (laughs) I really just missed you guys so much. Same here. I know. We're, we're lucky that this serves like dual purpose. We get to talk about these cool topics and share our thoughts and opinions on things, but also catch up on each other's lives. Yeah. Any any new life updates? I know that we technically talked just last week. This will come out technically two weeks after episode three. So yeah. Kayla, any fun wedding planning? Ash, I'm sure we can get into your fun news after, yeah, like within within the questions that we've outlined. For sure, wedding planning. Yes, steps are being taken. A lot of steps today, actually. So that was exciting. Yeah, what? Um, we so we're trying to decide between doing like a inside reception or outdoors reception. So we just got pricing on both of them. Um, and so I had to. I don't know if I told you this, Ashley. I literally had to pick out place settings down to the color of my fork, spoon, (laughs) knives, and the style of napkin that I wanted. That's absurd. So that was was fun. Um, (laughs) Wild. Can't say I love doing it. Who knew that that went into wedding planning? I don't think it goes into everyone's wedding planning. Just <laughs> I don't think it does either, and I don't think it should. <laughs> oh well, that's fun. But no, it's okay. It's amazing. It's okay. I, I'm. I cannot wait to be there. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be good. We can try to like plan an episode where you you've already sent out your save the dates, and you we can kind of do like a fun announcement as to what your wedding is going to entail. Ashley and I know, but it's kind of fun to keep it a secret right now. For from sure. everybody else. Yeah, we can we can wait until we're further into the planning process. All right. But more things are accomplished. Well, that's okay. really fun and exciting. Yeah, it was. It was a good day. It was a it was a very good day today. Bree, anything new in your life? Uh JP is here. Oh, why where is she? Brianna who Brianna, who is um JP? Jordan is my girlfriend. And <laughs> she she lives in the Twin Cities, so we actually see each other quite a bit for not living in the same city, but she's here actually for a week, so. Oh, fun. Yeah, just kind of, it'll still be like a normal week. We both, well, she didn't have to work today, but I did, so like we both have to work all week, but just kind of having our evenings to hang out and yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Well, do we just want to jump into it? 
I think so. I think we should. So we talked a lot in our first episode about manifesting um, and chasing our dreams and goals in 2021, but that is almost always easier said than done. We all know that. For sure. What would you guys say is your biggest motivation behind chasing the career and life that you want? I know all three of us have done a lot of growing, a lot of learning in the past three, four years, and especially in this past year. So what would you say is your biggest motivation behind that? I would say that my like biggest motivation behind chasing the career in life that I essentially want to live or I'm working for is I'm trying to figure out how to properly word this, but essentially it my biggest motivation is my parents and what they gave me. Yeah. Um I think that's if that makes sense. Okay. I think that makes complete so, sense. So yeah, like what they were able to provide for my siblings and I um, throughout all stages of their life and our life is my biggest motivation for chasing the career that I want and the life that I want. So I can, um, along with Corey, can provide that for each other and then also our family. I think I'm very, very certain in life that no matter what stage I'm in, no matter where I'm at financially wise, I will whether it's a small camping trip or going to an all-inclusive, I want to do family vacations. I'm a big believer on them and being close to your family, especially your extended family as well. Right. So I think that right there is just my biggest motivation among little things as well. But Right. Because your dad built the business that he runs today that your brother works at. Would you say like, just seeing his resiliency in that business and like your mom's role in that business and in your guys's life. Do you think growing up seeing that really is like what lights a fire under you as well? Absolutely. So my dad's company is, will be, well, technically is at this point because Michael's involved a four generation company, but it started with just carpentry and my dad has turned it into commercial construction. There's probably a, a more formal term for that, but well, that makes sense to most um, people. You can, they can, everyone can conceptualize yeah. what that means. Yeah. So in my mom, I like growing up. I remember my mom having like working, having jobs, but I specifically remember in my mind her going down and working for my dad, and I always thought that was just like the best thing I ever in my eyes when I was little, like my parents working together. And so I always have grown up and in, I mean, to now, like I, no matter, Corey and I are both in the health field, so it kind of works in that way too. But even if we weren't both in the health field, I always knew that I wanted to be in a relationship where we could do something like that. Even if you weren't working together career-wise, you were still working together on your careers at home. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was like definitely growing up watching both of them manifest that company was a huge drive because sometimes it just takes somebody that push to know somebody that did it or to see that growth to light the fire underneath them. And I was fortunate enough to live with the person, people that were demonstrating that growth. So it lit the fire underneath me at a very young age. Right. 
I guess I could probably say fairly the same thing. Um, yes. <laughs> I have a very similar background with a family business and my parents working together. They still do. And my parents are in their mid fifties and still work, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's just in my blood. But when I read that question, I actually think I read it more as if what's going to get me to that next point or what's blocking me right now. And what's going to motivate me to actually make these things happen in my life. Um, right. I think that, yeah. I think and, that works too. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it still can relay back to that because what's going to get me to that point is surrounding myself with people such as you two and my family and, you know, other business motivated humans who are pushing me to accomplish my goals and um, set expectations and deadlines and limits because it's so easy for me to sit and be like, well, yeah, in six months, maybe I'll try that. It doesn't have to be right now. Right. You know, and when someone's mm -hmm. like, what, what are you waiting for? Come on, like, let's get up. Let's go do this. Right. So right. I yeah. think that's a huge, a huge thing that I've noticed in my life of when do I feel the most motivated and where am I, who am I with? And I've paid attention to those things long enough to now know that that's where I need to put myself in my life right now in order to make my next few steps. Right. I think that's right. great. Yeah. What about you, B? Um, I think in the, a very similar vein, my biggest motivator would probably be my mom. So my mom raised me. I mean, I say she raised me by herself, but she raised me with an army of other moms and friends and my grandparents. So it wasn't just her. But as an adult now, I think back to my childhood and I'm like, how the hell did she do it? I have no idea. I never, I always had everything I needed, everything I wanted. And I'm just like, mind blown that she was able to provide me with that life and now as an adult I've and through college it's just like constantly working my ass off so I can provide my mom the early retirement she deserves like that is just totally. like my goal is to retire my mom early and move her into a house down the block so she can babysit my kids forever <laughs> and so she's probably my biggest motivation, but kind of to your point, Ash, surrounding myself with people who are going to support me, like you guys, all, almost all of my friends are extremely supportive, my family, um, but then having those idols, I would say, who are constantly, you know, from a distance inspiring me to not give up. So in the past year, probably, I started following a lot of people who started where I started and have gotten to where they are, which is, you know, their dream, their goal, literally in charge of their days and their schedule and doing exactly what they want to every single day. And I'm like, I have just as much of a right as they do. And all of them just say, I just started. I just started doing what felt right. And that intention and people that follow you and support you can tell when you're being authentic and not. And so I'm trying to right. stray away from, oh, I have to do X, Y, Z to get to my destination. Instead, it's like, 
well, yeah, those are ways other people got there, but that might look different for me. I'm just going to trust my gut and go with it. I think that's like so important, you know, putting yourself out there, I guess, is the right way to put it. Putting yourself out there with the mindset that you could fail, but the stronger mindset that you know that you could do it is really what gets people to the next step. I think our whole lives, like even when you were saying blogging was something you always knew you felt like you meant to be in that space, but it just wasn't working out. And it's so easy to like get put down on yourself or think, oh, you know, I might fail and the easier route is just to go work, you know, a corporate lifestyle, which not to say that that's not right because some people love it and they're meant to be in it. Right. But when you feel like you have this entrepreneurial creative side to you, it makes it super diminishing to feel like that's where you're meant to be. Absolutely. So just recognizing that I agree. is so, so awesome. And I think like to that point, going back to essentially like you can't fail if you don't try, a lot of people do fail in different ways. Yeah. But it's what you do with that failure and how you turn it around to learn from it and grow yeah. that's going to allow you to achieve. Because in any business, you're going to have hard years. And that'll be hard, but, you know, it's it's naive to think you're going to start something and not fail. So how you handle those failures and what you turn those failures into is a big part of it for as sure, well. For sure. And, and maybe this can be of motivation to anybody who's constantly thinking this way because I, I know you're listening. Like, I know you're out there because I was there for so long. I have done – I did try to get into the blogging space – over a year ago now and I and I did fail like I mean it was okay but it wasn't what I wanted it to be yeah and it wasn't what I knew I was capable of and that hurt to like really give up on that yeah. but once I found the niche that really worked for me it was like I now am re- referencing stuff I created and started in that time to help me grow what I have now it's crazy yes. how my past self is literally actively supporting my present and future self. Absolutely. And I thought for so long, oh, I wasted all that time. I should have been pursuing, you know, my corporate career that I'm in now, which I do love. But I know and I've always known in my mind, this is this life is not meant for me. Yeah. And it is scary to try. You You probably will fail. Maybe not. That's amazing if you don't but failure is not defining unless you want it to be which is exactly to Kayla's point totally you never know unless you actually try yes and why not try what do you have to lose what would you guys say is the scariest thing you've ever done when it comes to your career you want me to go first (laughs) yeah yeah go ash well you guys It's just the right day and the right vulnerability for me to have this conversation with everyone because it's been a scary day. Um, I decided to quit my job. And with that, it feels like I've been holding on to something that I've been extremely scared to let go of because this has been my life for the past five years. And I love the people I work with. And the fashion industry, and being in the city. Um, But I know that in order to get to the next step of where I want to be in life, it's time to move on. 
Um, and that's really scary. It's really yeah, scary. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's very scary. But exhilarating at the same time. Yeah. It's only scary until it's over, right? Because it's still a little fearful, but you had the hard conversation. Mm-hmm. People grow out of positions and that's okay. And yeah, it's comfortable. It is something you love, but I truly believe you are following your gut Mm -hmm. and what you know will set you up for the success you know you're capable of. Right. And I can't say that I would be able to be ready to make this next step in my life if I didn't take this job in the first place because... I learned more than I would ever have anywhere else, especially for what I want to do with my life. And I think that any young girl who's like interested in the fashion industry deserves to get a job like I've had. Um, Some people want to do it for the rest of their lives and all the more power to them. I just feel like I have always known that I'm meant to have that entrepreneurial side of my own career. And that's why I... And making a change and, you know, it's just a good time, but I'm not, I'm not scared. Totally. I'm excited, but I'm just nervous, I guess on, you know, what's to come, but yeah, I think that's a part of life and we all make scary decisions every now and then, but for a career, I think this might be my scariest move yet. It is scary. You are making a lot of changes at once, but To your earlier point, it's all about who you're surrounding yourself with during Mm -hmm. those times. And anyone who truly questions you or makes you feel bad about following your heart and your gut, I mean, I'm not to say that they aren't on your side, but to some degree they're not, right? Like you want people who are going to challenge you, yeah, and say, are you sure this is the right decision? But when you turn around and say, yes, I know in my gut this is right, they're going to be like, okay. How can I support you? How can I help you? What do you need from me? Yeah, absolutely. Luckily, I have a lot of motivation and I'm super, super excited to be moving close to my family and just focusing on myself. It'll be so worth it. Making the next step. Yeah. So that's my, that's my gig. Well, I'm so proud of you. It's so scary, but it's so admirable. And I hope anyone listening that feels that fear, like nothing is permanent. Right. And it is scary, but you can do it. Yeah. Agreed. I think those moments of solitude when you actually like kind of come to your morals and values and you feel like, all right, this is the route that I want. You just have to make your your decision and and take it. Otherwise, otherwise you'll never be happy and you'll continuously think like, what if I would have done this? You know? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. yeah, crazy stuff. I can't wait to see where you're going to go. Me too. It's fun, right? It is fun. (laughs) I love – you know I love this shit. (laughs) I just feel like I've been doing this kind of like crazy shit in the last six months where I'm like, am I okay? Like even buying a dog, like the little things where I'm like, what? who am I? What am I doing? Why am I making (laughs) these decisions? I still blame you for the fact that we have a dog. (laughs) Why why are you mad? (laughs) I'm not mad, but I blame you. You should say I'm grateful for you. I'm I'm grateful for you that we have a dog. I am grateful <laughs> for you at the same time. <laughs> Kayla, do you know the scariest thing you've ever done when it comes to your career? I'm trying to think as far as like scariest thing, 
prior, like getting into the career that I wanted to be in, I dropped everything that I knew and everyone that I know essentially. And I moved to Tucson, Arizona, not having a idea where I was going to work. I signed up for courses that dealt with aesthetics and I was in that course for two and a half weeks in Scottsdale. And after that, I didn't have a job. I had a place to live. I was with Corey. Um, but I, that was the first time I just remember I had a conversation with my parents and my dad said, well, it's time to print out your resumes on nice paper and go knock on doors. And that's exactly what I did. So I printed off about 35 resumes and there wasn't even 35 like (laughs) aesthetic spas in Tucson. So I was just eager. Um, and handed out my resume and found a job. And that kind of has led me where I am today. But the scariest thing that I go through each and every time is each move we have and kind of the unknown of where my career is going to take me and, and how soon it's going to take me. I, I would love to own my own spa event, my medical spa eventually with the path that we are on Corey is in medical school. So we don't know where we will be in six years. I mean, next year we'll know where we're going to be for five years, but it's not forever. Right. After that fifth year, we could move, you know, somewhere completely different. So the career that I want to end up with my dream, um, might have to take a back seat and that's really, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's one of those things where it achievable but it just might have to take a back seat to that um right I think sometimes too like when you lose touch of one thing you you get scared because you're like will I go back to it right you're in the ER now what if you were like oh I'm just gonna do this for the rest of my life you know I know you don't want that but like what if you did it's yeah. scary no but that happens like, right oh, well I lost touch of what I originally wanted and that's life but it's scary I mean if it's meant to be it will happen exactly you can't force it to happen before it's meant to. I agree. I absolutely agree. And you know what? This is our path and I'm so happy with it. So And think of like the podcast. Like we've been talking about this for how long? And we're like, well, we all know this is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yep. Exactly. And I think that transitions really well, Kayla, into another question which is in an ideal world, no limits. You've already said it. What is your dream job? And maybe how and when did you know that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, 100%. So I got on a birth control going into college and it caused my hormones to fluctuate so bad that I developed severe cystic acne. And I guess I shouldn't use the word severe because medically speaking, it wasn't severe, but to me it was because I had never suffered with that before. And I hyperpigment. So I, my skin darkens really easily where I have a blemish or an acne mark. And I was very self-conscious. So my mom sent me up with the dermatologist in our hometown who recommended a laser treatment to me. And I did this laser resurfacing treatment on my face and it blew my mind that there was these treatments out there for people who are suffering with different medical condi- like dermatological medical conditions that 
are so insecure about it and don't know this is an option. That was kind of like my aha moment. And I actually clung to the um, esthetician there who performed my treatments. And she has been my mentor throughout my whole journey to the point where now her and I will message on Facebook back and forth, um, you know, how they're performing treatments or how I'm performing treatments. That was my aha moment. And I mean, how it became my dream job is I have just been so happy and fulfilled doing it. And to some people, it seems materialistic and it absolutely can be. I'm not going to deny that whatsoever, but it just takes, you know, a handful of people where it really changes their confidence or the way they look at themselves totally, um, and changes their quality of life to make me be perfectly happy with doing this the rest right. of my life. I think that's amazing. That. <laughs> B, your turn. Well, I don't know that I have an exact dream job per se. I know what industries interest me and I know I want to be able to create my own schedule. Those are like priority to me. And in the first episode, Ash, you talked about um, a multi-hyphenate. A multi-hyphenate. Yes. Ever since you said that, it just has resonated so much because I have these passions. So I love books and I love reading and I love storytelling and writing. Writing has been my career thus far. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought I want to be an author. I want to write books. But that's not all I want to do because I'm also super interested in fashion. But I don't know how those worlds collide. And Mm -hmm. I'm also interested in lifestyle hacks and just being the happiest I can be by figuring out like how I can make my life easier. And I want to also share all these things with the world. So it's like, what the fuck does that (laughs) Yeah. Excuse my language. <laughs> how do you but put it's it like, together? How do I mesh that all into one? Yeah. And really, I've learned, you know, that is the beauty of entrepreneurship. You never really have to choose, and you can kind of have your hands in different buckets at once. And so that is my dream is just to be in control of my schedule and, you know, have a lot of passive income. That's my dream. And I think I knew that. As early as high school, really. I just knew that, you know, corporate America was not for me. Working a nine to five was just not for me. And it takes a while to realize that you don't have to do that if you don't want to. Right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of answers the question, but. No, I think that's a good answer. I really do. Because sometimes I feel like people, like you said, they feel like they have to do something and work in corporate America because you know, that's how you start, start your life, but it doesn't always have to be that way. Is it good to get an experience for sure? Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be how you end it. Right. And those entry level jobs, I'll never forget this. I was so pissed off when I had to quote settle for my first job, but that first job, I only had it for a year, paved the path for everything that happened after that. And I look back at that first job, it taught me how to be the most organized person on the team, which has led to promotions and new job opportunities. It's probably one of my best skills today. And my manager at that first job, it's not that we butt heads, but she's just so particular. She's one of those people that 
truly is analytical and creative and succeeds at both because usually you're like heavily one or the other she uses her entire brain and she is so fascinating and it drove me crazy when I worked for her but now I look back and I'm like she taught me everything I know yeah it's crazy that that entry-level position that I hated while I was in it truly taught me my most valuable skills and it also taught me you know, what I didn't want to do in a job. It taught me how to stand up for what I wanted in a position, what to look for in a job description. And, you know, that it's okay to not stay somewhere if you don't feel happy. Yeah. And those right. those lessons are just as valuable as having a job you love. Right. For sure. Ash, you want to talk about your dream career? Dream career. Well, I have to agree with you on the multi-hyphenate um, yeah, yeah. phrase because when I came across Athena, I I was so immediately drawn to listening to her podcast and I'm sure there's a million more multi-hyphenates out there. She's just the one who spoke to me at the right time and being in the fashion industry and understanding that that's a part of you know the life that I want to fulfill and again this goes back to Kayla's point of materialistic bullshit that some people just like to like make fun of it also makes people feel good and there's such a fine line and it's something that brings me happiness and I know I want to take a career path that involves it however I also love to cook and I love to decorate interior design is one of my favorite things I would love to flip homes I thrive off of working and it's so fun when you're working, doing things that you want to do. And some people don't care to work and that's fine, but it's in my blood and I love it. And I know that I have the capability to do multiple types of different things. Um, Ultimately that's going to come together, but you have to start it, you know, sometimes with one and lead to the next and maybe it'll all be one business someday. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. That's where my mind is right now, and I I know I'm ready for that step. So, I know you are too, and I just yeah. love that you mm-hmm. have brought this like multi-hyphenate world to light, not just for me, yes, because yeah. you and I have connected on this for a for really sure. long time, but yeah. I think that there are probably people listening, whether they're in college or in their late 20s like us or even a little bit older, who probably resonate with that and just have never been like, that's it. That is that is what I am too. Yeah. yeah. And just the courage to go after those, di- those different things. We For are sure. in our blood workaholics, so it aligns really well with the fact that we like to have our hands in different things, but... Yeah, I just love ever since you've told me about that, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's it. That mm-hmm. makes so much sense. Yeah. On top of that, a lot of people like to practice self-care, right? You know, right. What does that right. mean to you? Are you going to the spa? Are you reading a book? Like, what are you doing? You know, and I read, I don't, I actually cannot tell you guys where I read this, but I read something the other day and it said, self-care is about having these courageous conversations and, you know, putting yourself out there and, you know, applying yourself to what you actually think that you're worth. And honestly, that that message right there is what got me up and was able to quit my job today. Yeah, I, I was love like, that. This is, 
this is taking care of myself. I have to have this conversation or I'm going to go home, be emotionally drained another night, not sleep. Yep. That was just like so eye-opening. And on a level of dream jobs, I think that in order for you to, you know, actually make it happen, you have to have those conversations with yourself and be realistic. I'm not saying like, we're not telling you guys just go out there and just do whatever you want to do because you can do it. Like, yeah, you have to be realistic. You have to talk to people, get your things in line. You know, it's not easy by any means, but when you know you can do something. Like have a plan for your business plan. Right. Right. I mean, I feel confident now that I can make these steps. Two years ago, I would have said I, I was confident, but I totally didn't have half of the knowledge that I have now. You know what I mean? Well, that just goes back to, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like you, you had these thoughts last year, but you didn't quit. And now look at all the knowledge you've that you've gained from it, that you're going to be able to utilize going forward to actually completely achieve what you want for your dream dream job. Yeah. So anyway. Well, I think that transitions really well into our last question, which is what advice would you give to your younger self? I used to hear this question and think it was funny. Like, oh, haha, what would I tell my stupid younger self? But now it's almost... (laughs) I don't know. It's like a beautiful thing to look back at who we were at 12 or 15 or even 18 and think like if I could actually have a conversation with that person, Mm -hmm. what I would tell them. Mm -hmm. Kayla, you look eager. I'm not eager. I'm just laughing at my younger (laughs) self. (laughs) I just think there's so many, there's so many things that I could tell my younger self. I don't know. This one's hard for me. I feel like my high school self, we're just going to skip over that person. But going into like the beginning of college, something I wish I would have told myself and anybody that comes that's younger than me that like my cousins or anybody that always asks me for advice. I always just say, I wish back then I would have listened to the people who cared about me and knew me the best more. Like, I wish I would have taken their opinion and held it at a higher standard than I did. Right. And going forward, another thing I would tell myself is to not be so dramatic about the little things, which, (laughs) you know, I'm still working on today. (laughs) At one point, I was 22 years old, and I cried myself to sleep in my parents' bed in between them. So <laughs> over. I was heartbroken, Brianna. Thank you. <laughs> I know I you were. I just wanted you to say it. <laughs> so don't get caught up in the little things. The world will still go on. That is not to shame any 22-year-old that still sleeps with their parents and for a night. And heartbreak but... is real. Like that hurt that you were feeling in that moment is real and what you needed were your parents I'm just thinking like us at 28 or 27 right now I'm almost 28 thinking back to that point in our lives and the heartbreak we experienced then and how ridiculous we acted we were (laughs) so dramatic yeah but you don't learn from anything if you don't go through it once right so exactly I think One of my biggest things to look back and tell myself is 
don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think, yeah, for sure. I, I took some steps and I'm here where I am right now because of what I've been able to do and how I just told myself I was going to do it no matter what anyone thought. But networking and making connections and treating people with respect no matter who they are and what they do is so important because you never know who you're going to need and um, who can be there to help you along in your future. So true. Um, I just think that it's super, super important to put yourself out there and make sure people know who you are and treat them well. Um, whether it's someone who has been a part of your life since the day you were born or not, you know, it's just one of those things I think that I could probably say I didn't do the best at and I and I hope to only make better moves going forward in that um, in that sense, you know? Yeah, I love that. That was good. Brianna. So I just wrote mine down because while you were talking, it was making me think of what I would actually say. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind when Kayla brought up high school us was you're not actually in love. You're not. That boy yeah. probably doesn't really care about you, so stop getting hung up on him. Also, you don't like boys, so like let's figure that out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but in all reality, these are the things that stick out to me the most and I think are things now that are very ingrained in my adult self. So the first one is pay closer attention to the people who are actually putting in effort. So I found in reflecting on my past that I, for whatever reason, gave a lot of my time and a lot of my heart to people who really didn't have my best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Granted, I gave that to people who did, but not. I should have been giving to those people more. And I regret that. I mean, it brought me to where I am today, but like pay closer attention to who is really putting in the effort to be there for you and with you when you're going through shit. Um. I wish I could tell my younger self. I used to be such an anxious person. And a lot of that revolved around the fact that I cared so much about what people thought about me. In all reality, those people who I thought cared about what I was doing, what I was wearing, how I was acting, they don't give a shit. Those people don't actually, they're not paying attention. And if they are, they're forgetting about it almost immediately. So don't hold on so heavily to like what other people think. Right. Um. And one of my favorite things now when it comes to, you know, something I value, a moral I hold, an opinion I have that I'm not willing to budge on, or just really if I say no to going somewhere, at the end of the day, you don't have to be rude about this. I think that this phrase I'm going to say can come off rude, but you don't owe anybody an explanation for doing something that feels right to you. Yeah. Whether that's not going somewhere or not buying something, or not doing something, and someone asks you, well, why? And they're rude about it. Mm -hmm. I don't actually owe you the explanation because me just saying, I I don't want to do that, I can't do that, that doesn't feel right to me, should be enough. Right. And for too long, I over-explained myself, (laughs) even up 
through last year, I was constantly over explaining my stance on things and why I believed in things and why I deserved things. And Mm -hmm. you don't owe that. If someone doesn't get it, just let them go. And that's not, I don't mean in a bad way, but just like, yeah, okay, you don't, you don't want to hear, I don't, I don't owe that to you. And if that makes you mad, that's on you because I'm sorry, but that's just, it's a no for me. Yeah. That's a huge thing for people our age too. In your 20s, trying to figure out who you are and what you want to be and making those decisions. And when other people don't understand, you feel like shit because you're like, well, you feel guilt. Yeah. For whatever, for whatever reason, you feel guilty for doing, for not doing something that doesn't feel right anyways. And it's like, why do we put that pressure on ourselves? Right. Yeah. And I just wish that's something I could have adapted earlier on like in my early 20s my god I didn't I mean, even really yeah. need it in high school but in <laughs> yeah. college I wish I would have been better about that but hey yeah it got me to where I am so yeah I think going off of that too it's I think it kind of intertwined well is it's okay to grow out of a relationship mm-hmm. like a friendship and that is okay finding yourself in the midst of finding yourself and finding what you who you want to become and what you want to do, you're not always going to align with the same friends that you once had. And that's not to discredit the friendship then and what you had in common then and the fun times you had. But it's just to say that going forward, you know, you're going to meet, you're going to network and you're going to meet people that you have the same common interest in and that you can have these conversations with and that are going to grow with Mm -hmm. you. And that's perfectly fine. Or you might always just come back to the people you first knew. (laughs) True. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. What an episode. What an episode. This was so fun and real. This one was, yeah. Vulnerable and Diving deep. Yeah, vulnerable. Yeah, I agree. Well, not a fan of that all the time. We appreciate you listening. And actually, an idea I have, I haven't even told you guys this, Mm. but an idea I have, which is a spinoff of a post we made about our New Year's resolutions, I realized in saying that we wanted people to comment their resolutions, that can be kind of scary and vulnerable for people to do that. So I really want to utilize our email and have you guys email us. Um, So maybe this week it will... We want you to email us in an ideal world, no limits. You can, there's no restrictions at all. You can live and be anywhere you want. What is your dream job? And how and when did you know that that's what you wanted to do? And we won't say your names when we read them at the end of the next episode. It'll be totally anonymous. I just want to hear what other people's dream jobs are. I think that's so fun to hear like what people's careers are and how they got there and what they want to do. So you just email us at hopefully at gmail.com. So O-P-E-F-U-L-L-Y at gmail.com. Love it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hopefully. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, we truly appreciate it if you take the time to like, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll catch you next time on Hopefully.